Welcome to the Heart God Media Podcast. I am your host, Jesse HS. And uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the current state of uh, movies. Obviously, mainly horror. Uh, dive into some reviews. Probably pick, pick apart a couple uh, trailers that we've seen for some upcoming... Which is potentially a great year in uh, horror cinema. And today... Brian C. Tyler, Mr. BT, is on the podcast today. Brian, say hello. Hello, everybody. So, do you know what that was from, Brian? Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, 50 years. 50 years ago. Today? No. Oh, wait. I yes, think it was Monday. Yesterday. Was it Monday? This week. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. That movie's 50 years old now. Mm-hmm. You fucking, we're starting off slow. Come on, dive into this. All right, let's start with Hereditary then. We both saw it. Yes, we did. In- initial thoughts. Like as I was watching it or when I left the theater? When you left the theater. I'm like, holy shit, that was a doozy. It's pretty good, I thought. What is a doozy? Okay, it was a good thing. Like, being a horror movie fan is weird. Because... I felt so many, like, bad emotions as I was watching the movie. Like, I was uncomfortable. I was depressed. Maybe wanted to kill myself a little bit. The only time I really... And then you leave... I'm sorry. And then you leave the movie and you're like, that was awesome. Yeah. I I don't know if I went through as much of a range of emotions watching it as I just... uh... It was a a nice change and I thought it was... uh... It was original, uh, and especially not getting original content in horror a lot lately, because you just get um, mainly remakes and uh, the occasional, the occasional original idea that's kind of original. But this one I thought was really original. Obviously, there's a it's it's a it's a witch element, right? Isn't yeah. that what it is? Uh, which I loved, pun intended. We're gonna go into we're gonna. Be spoilery, right? Like, oh yeah, spoiler alert. Put a spoiler warning when you when you post those. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't care. Fuck it. If you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as soon as you hear us say hereditary, you can shut the fucking. Because I don't want to recommend off. this. I want to talk about it as if yeah, I'm not already seen it. Because, I mean, there's obviously there was a hype machine behind it, and that was uh, the studio, you know, fucking putting out stupid things, uh, you know. Uh, before the reviews, they were even saying, like, scariest things since The Exorcist. And then, obviously, reviewers picked it up and have uh, ran with that. And it obviously got the hype machine gears in motion. And you got people uh, holding it up to that regard. And obviously going in and being disappointed because it isn't like The Exorcist. Um, so, but I think it's great. I give it a 9 out of 10. I had a lot of fun. I thought the cast was fucking amazing. Uh, all of them acted their asses off. I thought it was great, um, mm-hmm. which you don't get a lot of in horror uh, nowadays. You don't get like everything hit on all cylinders. Like great cast, great acting, great story. You know, uh, a nicely shot film with a lot of uh, everything looked great. I thought, and the 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 kid, the child that's got like a fucking weird divot in her forehead, but it looks like she's got like two heads, but they were sewn together. And then, Millie Shapiro, yeah, she, ugly kid, so perfect for the role. Jesus, okay, yeah, 
I mean, she's not that ugly in real life. I know, I know. I'm just saying. But for, she was yeah. easily made ugly easily. Easily. Yeah. Well, I guess she's not going to listen to this podcast anyway, yeah, so I don't have to worry about hurting her feelings. But Alex, what's his name? Alex Wolf, the teenage son. Oh, okay, okay. He was annoying to me at first, and then his performance got so good after the the telephone pole scene. Yeah, he did. Uh, he he was the one that seemed like a little oddball to me, mainly because he didn't like look like his mother and father. Yeah. And at first I was like, I was thinking like, oh wait, maybe he's adopted. Like, maybe that's where like this all ties in. And then you find out that he actually is a biological child of of theirs. And then I was like, oh fuck, like, it was throwing me off. But. Well, yeah, he's Jewish and I believe Tony Collette is Jewish. Maybe. So that was the... But he I, had the, he looks, like, curly Jewish hair. He is looks that? way more Jewish than yeah. either of his parents. Maybe it just skipped a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, uh, acted his ass off. I thought it was great. Like, that, uh, the, uh, classroom scene was fucking, like, awesome. Which one? There are a few of them. Well, the one, the, the memorable one, where he slammed oh, his face off the, where the he, desk. his face is, like, contorted for a second. Yeah, and then yeah. just, yeah, that was great. He almost looks like Ted Mosby from, uh, How I Met Your Mother a little bit. Everyone, yeah, a little bit. Is he Jewish? Mo, well, his mo- I was just gonna be like Mosby. Is that Jewish? I was like, wait, that's not the guy's actual name. I don't know. He could be. He might be Italian. Anyway, I was gonna say, oh, a lot of people criticized his performance and said, really, his, like crying scenes were laughable. And the only time I think it almost verged on laughable was the one dream sequence she had, where first she sees him covered in ants, and then. She admits to him, like, I didn't want to be your mother. Like, I was pressured into having a kid. Blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, like, they're being set on fire. But right before they're set on fire, he's like, why did you want me? Or something. <laughs> and besides that, his performance was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. But, I thought everyone's uh, performance was great. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, <clears throat> it was definitely a fun fun movie and honestly until until the the last scene i wasn't sure how i felt about it i was like this is good like and then when the last scene hit it like it wrapped it all together for me and i was just like stoked on uh what yeah. the t- what the actual tie-in and everything was i was very pleased i think tony i usually don't care about words but i think tony collette should legitimately just be um nominated for an oscar for best actress because she was awesome and it's a like shame she gave that, everything she had in that performance it's a shame too that that horror is still uh looked down upon and they're not you know she isn't going to get nominated for an oscar for that performance even though it was amazing well we've seen uh actors get nominated for horror films before but they don't usually win they're like darling yeah but also they're like the darling horror films they're not like the fucking the art house ones you know mm. well which brings me to another point maybe that doesn't bring me to another point this might just be a jump to something else and hopefully i'll remember what i was about to say in a second talk about something else for a second okay uh but yeah it's uh have you seen how it's doing is it doing well in the theaters oh um it's making a lot of money uh 
critics like it. The general audience is the does ones not that, like it. Yeah. But I think um, it was because it got hyped up, and then people go in there and then just try to shit talk it just oh, for the sake of shit talking. I wanted to like say Sean and Dan. I wanted to say something about that. Um, not Sean and Dan, but like how <laughs> everyone gets so like caught up in the hype, and then they're like, "Well, that wasn't as good as they were telling me it was." Well, obviously, the they have to like talk movies up when they're marketing it. You know what I mean? Right. When they're trying to sell it. Like, you know, you never really, you shouldn't never really listen to stuff like that. Like, watch the trailer, decide if you want to see it, and then go see it with an open mind, and decide whether you liked it. Like, I think people listening to the hype, and getting caught up in that, and then, like, going into the movie, expecting it to actually live up to what they say in the trailers. Right. Like best movie since the exorcist like that's bullshit okay you can't say like a brand new movie is just as good as something like the exorcist or right right because those movies at the time they did well but and the reason the exorcist even though the hype of it was crazy when it came out that has also had decades to simmer and for people to discover it and have it be as revered as it is. Yes, that was going to be my next point. It's like we finish each other's sentences. I know. It's a, it's a lovely relationship we have here. And, you know, about Hereditary, which was scary. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. I, just, I did decide I was going to say that like on the way back from that's grabbing the pizza. That's terrible. Oh, it was really good. You're um, you're slowly killing the credibility of this podcast. Not that it has much credibility to well, begin with. I'm just a guest. That's true. So I just chalk you up to being a bad guest. This one's skip worthy. But <laughs> yeah, Tony Collette's performance was amazing. And you know how lots of horror movies are they end up being psychological and they did play with that. Like is she having a schizophrenic breakdown? Because they did hint at schizophrenia being common in the family. Right. And for me, if that was the case, it was, like, just as intense. Because schizophrenia is a scary thing. Like, mental illness is a scary thing. The fact that it can, like, kick in whenever. Like, you could just be diagnosed with schizophrenia tomorrow. That is a terrifying thought. Yeah. But the fact that there was this, like, awesome supernatural explanation for everything. Yeah. It really worked. And sometimes stuff like that does hurt the movie. Like, explanations. Right, right. But it's like, they told us just enough. Yeah, and they saved it all for the end, too, to wrap it all together. And I, I like yeah. that. And there's still a lot of, like, mystery to it. Yeah, it's still, yeah. like, creepy. Still questions. Yeah. And I like that we just left it at that. But I will say this. Over explain. The uh the scene I wasn't expecting was the severed head in the road, like rotting. I was kinda like taken aback by that. I was like, oh shit, they're fucking they're showing that shit. That was shocking. They did re- they did a really good job with the trailers. And, not giving too much away. Right. And yeah, because I honestly like I watched the trailer and I was just like lost on what it was even gonna be about, really. Mm-hmm. Uh which is a, a good a good thing, at least for me. But it did, uh, and I don't believe it relied on jump scares, so it was, uh, I mean, was there jump scares? I don't remember there being a jump scare. I didn't jump, like... The only thing that could be almost considered a jump scare 
was after he found his dad's burnt up dead body and then he turns around and he sees that naked oh, member yeah. of the cult behind him yeah, and yeah. then suddenly his mom comes out of nowhere and starts run- chasing him but she was on the wall though remember she was on the wall yeah and then she disappeared and then she came out of the blue but it wasn't a cheap jump scare exactly yeah yeah they built to it <laughs> um but yeah uh Nine out of ten for me. I enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I will be purchasing it when it becomes available on a video. Same here. Perfect. Uh, let's move along here. Uh, now I just had you watch the uh, second trailer that they released for The Predator, Shane Black's The Predator, uh, that comes out in September. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's going to be uh, with Shane Black at the helm of it. It's going to li- live true to. You know everything that we know and love of Predator. I think so. Trailer uh, is all. Both of the trailers are awesome, and I think it, it's a cool way to take the the franchise. And I'm I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of people were talking shit about it. After really? The first trailer. Yeah, and I think what this is why I hate horror fans. I think what people were complaining about, which we didn't see in this trailer, was the um little boy and the fact that it makes it look like him playing with that little thing causes the predators to crash but but wait, isn't wait that what happens though like he he the the kid like accidentally like like brings the predator like yeah and a lot of people think that's so stupid and it ruins the entire movie Tell him to shut, don't fucking go see it then plenty well, of people will fuck him exactly people are retards but even if that's the case and you think it's stupid like go see the movie maybe it's they're yeah. gonna explain it maybe exactly it's gonna be done better than what they're showing anyway i think it looks like a ton of fun as a great cast all the predator movies excluding alien versus predator like i'm just talking about the predator movies they all have a great cast of like i don't want to say action you stars, can't shit on lance in this one they're not i can't shut on who lance henderson no, I'm just excluding the Alien vs. Predator movies. Just because... strictly the Predator movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know I love Lance Henriksen. Great fucking icon. An icon. But I was gonna, the Predator has, like, Boyd Holbrook, who... I don't know if you saw Logan. I don't know what else he's in, but he was awesome in Logan. Um, Thomas Jane's in it, right? Yeah. And like the guy from uh, This Is Us. I don't know if you've watched that show. No, who is it? I don't know the dude's name, but he's awesome in that show. So uh, Olivia Munn. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stop naming cast members now. Cause Honestly, I don't they know as they could have had 100 percent like no cast. Uh, his name's Sterling K. Brown. Oh yeah. Okay. So I know him. I was gonna mention him. I know him from OJ. Lachlan um, Monroe's, Monroe's in it? Lachlan Monroe's making a comeback? He's fucking Lieutenant General Marks in the... <laughs> this is fucking amazing. That's fucking great. The they guy, all have a great cast. And Keegan-Michael Key from, like, Keegan and Peele. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing this now as I'm looking up the, the cast. Oh, fucking Dr. Geller from fucking season fucking... What was that? Season 5? Or season 6 of... Season 6 or 7? Edward James Olmos. He's known for a, a lot of shit besides Dexter. I don't remember anything else he was in. Oh, he was in Blade Runner. Oh, fuck, he was. He was in Blade Runner 2049. 
I don't wow, know. I didn't even realize that, that was the that. same dude. Oh, he's famous from some, like, one of those sci-fi shows, like Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica or oh, okay, something. okay, okay. He made an appearance on Portlandia when, um, they were trying to bring Battlestar Galactica back, and they, they got Edward James Olmos, and he was, like, so annoyed with it. It's funnier when you watch it than when brian explains it but yeah with shane black uh being back uh you know this is coming out september i'm i'm fucking i'm all in on it especially because he's landing in like uh looks like a suburbia right Mm-hmm. which worried me at first because aliens versus predator you know the second one right right was in suburbia that was the worst film of either franchise it's just not a good movie yeah yeah but look at this that looks good you've seen that poster yeah, it's fucking sick. I enjoy that poster. It's sick. Uh, yeah, there's. I think it's it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for it. Um, also, the the trailer for the Nun dropped. Did that drop today? Yeah, it did. dropped today. Uh, that looks good. That's a cool little uh, spinoff story from the Conjuring films. Uh, what'd you think of that trailer? I watched. Uh, I watched uh, part of it and watched the full trailer. It's like a 90 second trailer jesse yeah i think i only watched like 30 seconds of it so well, i watched a third of it it didn't do anything for me but it's just 90 seconds of footage you know right right like i'm still i'm still planning on seeing it because yeah, i'm a yeah. fan of the conjuring universe yep. i don't like all the movies i didn't like the first annabelle um i just still haven't seen that one the second one the second annabelle was better but still like not oh wait no i saw annabelle i didn't oh, okay. see annabelle creation sorry not too memorable for me, but it was better. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite of those ones? The first Conjuring? The second Conjuring. Yeah. I think too. I like the second me one too. better. Yep. Uh, yeah, plus it opened with London Calling by The Clash. I mean, you can't really have a yeah. better opening than that. He already had me sold. But, uh, yeah, that looks good. That's going to be cool. And I feel like, uh, I mean, as much as sometimes I'm like, eh, come on. Uh, they keep spinning the, you know, the spinning the wheel with the the conjuring and insidious and and all that shit i mean they make money and they are at the very least entertaining at least for me yeah I so mean, i can't complain i don't think the nun's gonna be like a game changer no it's but, probably gonna fall in the line with annabelle yeah but it'll be watchable at least yeah i'm sure i'm sure but uh um, but yeah that's coming out also in september so like, september is jam jam-packed I'm surprised the nun's even getting a spinoff because the nun in The Conjuring Two was just an afterthought. They added in the nun after to yeah. make it the movie like a lot scarier, which worked because the nun was creepy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I think uh, fans had a reaction to that, and they said, "Hey, we'll run with that." So yeah. But yeah, and of course, um, we we'll, we have to talk about the Halloween trailer that dropped last week last friday yeah um what are your thoughts okay well you can't release a trailer for a friday the 13th or a halloween or a nightmare on elm street without me getting excited for it because those were like our icons when we were growing up that's like batman superman to people like us right although i'm also a huge batman fan same but there was no way I was going to watch this trailer and not be excited. But then you add in Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Definitely excited. You add in the fact that you don't have, like, years of of story to, like, 
Okay. Let me cut to the chase here. Since they are making a direct sequel to the original and ignoring everything in between, I think that is a really good idea yeah. for a fresh start. And I think deleting the brother-sister thing makes it creepier again. Because all right. all, I loved all the movies. I didn't mind the brother-sister twist. But the idea of the first one is creepier because it's like a, it could happen to anyone. Yeah, because he's uh, it's it's at random. But when you add in the brother sister thing, it's like, oh, I guess it'd be creepy if Eric tried to kill me. <laughs> Has he before though? I'm pretty sure he's made slight attempts. Yeah, but it was different. It wasn't as, it was like Michael Myers. Anyway, the trailer itself, it looks old school. It looks fun, creepy. It looks suspenseful again. Yeah, for sure. It looks like suspense will definitely be like a key factor. Jamie Lee Curtis looks badass. I was like, how are you going to top Jamie Lee Curtis coming back in H2O? Well, it's a totally different take, right? Like, are you even paying attention, Justin? Yes, I'm listening to you, you asshole. Alright, where am I? You're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Dick boy. Do you agree with any of it? Yeah. I think, um... I mean, it it was so... it's, It's so interesting to see her... Because I've already, in my mind... I don't know how I've done it, but I've wiped out everything. Like, not, like, completely, obviously, but, like, in my mind, like, I'm I'm focusing solely that it's a direct sequel to the first one. So yeah. I'm trying to eliminate everything I've seen up to that point, including Josh Hartnett and her short hair from H2O. Well, I Nothing th- wrong with that. Love H2O. I have a theory, actually. This is going to be a twist, and it's going to be a sequel to H2O and Resurrection. And you want to know why? Jamie Lee Curtis survived the fall in Resurrection... Meanwhile, her son John decided, I feel like a woman, had a sex change, became Karen Strode, so Josh Hartnett is now Judy Greer. That's way over the top. It was just a really bad joke. That's good. Um, So, with uh, David Gordon Green (laughs) directing, yeah, like, do you think this could really put him on the map as far as doing horror movies? I wonder if it's something that he wants to do. He wants to break into horror. Or if he just wanted to singularly do Halloween, which is what it seems like. Well, but he's so well known for, obviously, his connection and friendship with uh, Danny McBride. You know, Pineapple Express. He did uh, The Sitter. He did 12 episodes of uh, Eastbound and Down. Like, uh, So he's, he's strictly known as a comedic, uh, you know... Well, he's done some drama too, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, he hasn't touched horror. Is what I'm saying. Like, he's yeah, more well known for remember, comedy more than anything. Remember, he was going to do a Suspiria remake. Oh, just I didn't know that he was. Uh, that was him. That was. He didn't do this. Is, yeah. No, I know. I'm saying oh, okay. I didn't know that he was ever talked about as as far as being at the helm of that at some point. Yeah, I remember he had was repeatedly coming out with interviews he was very cocky about it actually and said like oh dario argeno did it wrong i'm gonna do suspiria right which doesn't make any sense to me because suspiria is like do you think he was joking i mean maybe but he was he was definitely gonna direct it it just never came through but yeah it's uh i mean I i can't believe that we're still like months away from you know october 19th when this movie drops but i am uh, i am pumped what i'm worried about is that it might fail 
in the box office, not with us. I think we're going to love it no matter what. Do you really think it'll fail, though, op- opening in the 19th of uh, October? Like, it's got those 10 days to really make a fucking killing. It's just a slight worry. Just because, you know, horror fans are going to go see it. But then you got to think about the general audience. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, though. I talked with somebody recently who's not really a horror fan. Uh-huh. Um, and he was uh, very excited for it. Uh, he's familiar with the Halloween films. He hasn't even seen them all. but And he wasn't even uh, privy to the fact that it's a direct sequel to the first one and they're eliminating all the other ones. And that got him excited. So I think once people see the trailer, they see that Jamie Lee Curtis is, is back on. I think it, even the casual fan, it'll, it'll draw them in as well. So I hope in that 10-day span... Uh, I think that they should be opening it even just a week sooner. It would give them that much more time because people are going to want to go see that. Like, even if I wasn't a Halloween fan or into horror movies as much as I am, we are, um, I would still go see it, you know, for seasonal purposes. So, uh, hopefully it can, uh, it can clean up while it's, uh, you know, I was saying I think it's going to fail. No, I know. You were saying you're worried that it's a possibility. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know pe- people could have, like, Halloween fatigue. Not me. Not never. I'm not saying people No, like I know. Us. I yeah. know. I'm just fucking saying. <laughs> okay. You blue shirt, v-neck wearing motherfucker. Anyway. Why the v-neck? I don't know. I, Let's I, talk I, about your fashion. Okay. No, just kidding. I don't... I really have... So, uh, I mean, obviously... There's newer horror movies coming out. What are some of your favorites the last, like, uh, five or so years? Jeez. Five or so years? Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, if I had to name a couple of the last five or so years, I'd throw Horns in the mix. Yeah. I would throw The Witch in the mix. I would throw um, Tusk in the mix. I would definitely 100% Krampus. Thank you, Bridget. Um... 100% 100% have Krampus. I would have uh, Beyond the Gates in there as well. I would also have The Autopsy of Jane Doe. was another great one. These are all films that I own and buy. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll try. Um, give it a fucking moral. Another great one that we didn't mention from this year was A Quiet Place. And yeah, yeah. Quiet Place was a lot of fun. Last year, um, I really enjoyed get out mother exclamation point <laughs> see i didn't um, see that one i don't know what the the hype was about i i know people were saying it was the worst like movie that's it the was, opposite was, of hype jesse uh, no i know i'm saying it was getting the anti-hype yeah it was really awesome i really enjoyed it you think it was that good huh yeah what's it get in the brian T- c tyler rating I gave it a 9 out of 10 when I first watched it, but that was last year, so I'd have to watch it again. How about Bridget coming out fucking make sure Krampus got represented? She fucking loves Krampus. Not Krampus. Krampus. Wait, is Sean Whalen in it? Oh, Isn't Sean Whalen in a newer horror film? I He got announced in something recently. Oh, three, three from Hell. Three from Hell. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Three from Hell. Uh, we haven't even talked about the Suspiria trailer yet. We haven't. I haven't seen it yet. You didn't watch the Suspiria trailer? I didn't. 
What Did I just your, say that really weird? Well, yeah. What are your um, initial thoughts? It was like that time we were watching uh, Lover's Lane. Hello. Oh, I am so fucking excited for Suspiria. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, that's what I like. I enjoy about your take on films. You're not immediately because you're a big Dario guy. You're a big Suspiria guy. You're not. You're not willing to undo the gas belt, pull your pants down, and shit all over it. You're. Well, you're willing well, to give it a shot. What it looks like is the director is doing his own thing. He's. It's his own style. Even he's not like copying the right, colors right. that Dario Ardenno used. Um, from it's a teaser trailer. Really, there's no dialogue in it, but. Like, the cinematography looks amazing. The score, you know, Tom York did the score. Right. And if that is the score in the trailer, it's really awesome. Nice. I'm not going to say it's better than Goblin, but it's really good. It looks like it sticks to the same mythology, but, you know, does different things with it. Right. So, um... I'm a big fan of Tilda Swinton. So that comes out. Is that getting a direct to video release? Is that going on like streaming? It'll uh, probably be in limited theaters. Okay. Amazon Studios is releasing it, and they did the Neon Demon, which that played at like one theater in Syracuse. I I, I, I still haven't seen that. How was that? You you enjoyed that one, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was it. Just enjoyed it. Mm hmm. Yeah. I really like the style. It's Nicholas Winding Refn. Okay, yeah. And it wasn't as good to me as, like, Driver Only God Forgives, but... Which one do you prefer of Driver Only God Forgives? Well, now I'd have to watch them both and tell you after. Weren't we, uh... Because I watched Only God Forgives with you. mm Mm-hmm. And I was on the fence of that I think at the time, I enjoyed Only God Forgives more because... I went into Drive, like, expecting a great movie, because everyone is like, this movie's great. Right. I went into Only God Forgives, like, hearing very mixed reviews, and it exceeded my expectations. But Drive... Okay, here's the thing. Drive is a more accessible movie. Like, anyone really can watch Drive, whereas Only God Forgives, that's not for everyone. Yeah, that's more... uh, You gotta be way into, like, the specific style of... uh, nwr yeah and the neon demon is like that too it's not for everybody i think you might enjoy it though Jesse. i definitely want to check it out for sure check it out now he's doing a, a series too old to die young i forgot about that ten, yes 10 episodes interesting do you know who's doing that like is that going to uh it's an amazon prime original apparently just reading this with uh, William Baldwin. I don't know any more than that. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm definitely uh, on board to see that for sure. Yeah, me too. So, okay, yeah. So, what, we were going to talk... What? Yeah. Some, uh... Well, what the fuck were we going to talk about? Okay, we were going to talk about Three from Hell. Yes, yes. Oh, my. I'm so fucking... I am so fucking stoked for Three from Hell. It's a shame it's not going to fucking too. come out until, like, the beginning of next year, but... That's really not that far away. No, it's not, it's but gonna it's too be fucking here. long. I'm it's going to so be here before you know it, and you're going to be excited about that, but you're also going to be like, fuck, time's going by too fast, I'm getting too old. Yeah, maybe. So just enjoy the wait. Calm down. Okay. Three from Hell... To me, okay, I have a theory about it. That's all. Because the official story hasn't been announced. Let's hear your theory. 
But it seems like most of the um Let's screen... hear your theory. I started it. You had a dumb f- fucking rhyme. I can't give you a fucking rhyme back. I rhymed? You rhymed? Yeah. I missed all of it? What did I say? And then Bitch, what did you, you said Heretta Scary. Oh, what'd you say? Just What did I say? Heretta Scary by itself isn't a rhyme, no. Yeah, but hereditary and hereditary rhyme. That's a pun. That's still yeah, it's, it's a, a pun, pun. It's a pun, but uh, it rhymes. It was a damn good pun. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> not three from hell. Okay, yeah. so the screenshots and like the cast listing like has led me to believe so far that this might be like a prison breakout movie, which is cool, and it might be a callback to like early 70s exploitation movies that took place in prison like the big dollhouse i don't know if you've seen any of these like yeah. sid haig and pam greer were usually in them i hope it the is birdcage i hope it is prison. the firefly family meets assault and precinct 13 yeah or one of those early 70s prison breakout movies well that's the big question is when will the film take place I hope it takes place at like the. Crop. Oh wait, yeah, it's probably not going to be seven in the seventies, but you know what would be cool if it takes place in like nineteen eighty five, where they've all been in prison for like a while, um, and maybe uh, Spalding and Otis break out, and Baby is in another prison, so they have to break out. There's a big, you know, twenty minutes of them getting out and then traveling to the other prison cleaning up possibly and then getting into that prison undercover somehow and breaking mm. baby out there's a million different things and i'm so glad that these characters are back even though the the epicness and the ending of the second one of, of you know the, the the second trilogy the devil's rejects mm-hmm. um I'm and I'm so you know pumped. what nothing's gonna take away the epicness of that ending no definitely and not if three from hell is not good enough for you and it you're still like it should have ended at the devil's rejects then don't watch anything past Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Like, I didn't like Halloween Resurrection, so I don't watch it anymore. H2O is the ending for me until now that Halloween is coming out. But anyway, listen. Three from Hell. I forgot. God damn it, Jesse. Because I think of these sentences while you're saying something. Well, what were you going to say now? I don't know now. Oh, if it takes place in real time like 13 14 years later it would take place in 90 or 91 ah that'd be interesting early 90s like isn't that weird like they were in the 70s and if you go like real time as many years as it's been since the devil's rejects it would be the 90s like almost like we like the amount of time between 1977 and 1990 we that many years passed since the devil's rejects yeah that's crazy it's just weird to that's that mind-blowing way. actually we might sound stupid to like a normal person right now but fuck them our minds are blown fuck what are you doing yeah i can't open this uh what was i gonna say oh yeah so i i saw that you uh got me privy to this that arrow is putting out heathers and elvira yeah, they did. That's Elvira awesome. was officially announced. Heather's hasn't been officially announced okay. as a Blu-ray, but Arrow is doing... Why don't you open that? Ow! I can't open this piece of fuck. Let me try. Wait, hold on. 
Nope. So Heather's has been hasn't been officially announced, but Elvira has. Yeah, but with Heather's, Arrow did a 4K scan that they're releasing in theaters for the 30th anniversary. I'll try it. I mean, if Jesse can't open, who was that company that did that company refund you? Uh, the Elvira one, the one oh, yeah, that a long time ago. Well, what a fucking joke that was. They announced two fucking different steelbook covers of the Elvira Mistress of the Dark Special Edition Blu-ray. Paper towel. And then, uh, then couldn't do it. I need the paper towel. Paper towel's not going to do anything. You know what? I want to try it. This will mean a lot to me if I can do it. I'm trying to open nail polish right here. This is what's happening at the Heart Guy Media Compound. No, this isn't going to Yeah, I told you it wasn't going to work. Give me the fucking thing. Hold on. We talked about Hereditary, we talked about Halloween, we talked about all these upcoming horror movies we're excited about, and not so excited about. So, I say now all we have to do is wrap it up. Okay, short one, eh? Yeah, how long has it been so far? I don't know, like 20 minutes. Either way. It has not been just 20 minutes, has it? Yeah, yeah. But, either way, now listen, I got a question for you. Yeah. Has any have any of the special features been announced for the Elvira Blu-ray? No. Are there any other video releases that you're looking forward to picking up? How about the Last House on the Left Arrow one? Last House on the Left Arrow? Oh, yeah, I'm excited about that. <laughs> or did it already come out? No, I think it was supposed to come out, but then there was a delay. But I know Diabolic DVD was uh, shipping them out. So. Well, I kind of gave up. I haven't like been buying Blu-rays as much, so... I haven't been that excited about one until yesterday when I saw Heather's get announced. Just so you sort of announced. Just just so you and everybody else knows too, the Thinner got a Blu-ray release. Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Thinner. Really? What? Who's who's putting it out? I think that was just put out by. I don't know who put it out, but it looks like it's just like a normal bare bones uh, Blu-ray. Well, thirteen seventy four on Amazon right now, but it's way better than the fucking DVD one I got. Holy shit, that fucking artisan piece of shit. Scream Factory, Sorority House Massacre Two, Hard to Die double feature. Right, uh, Return you... Living Dead Part Two coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation also coming out. Uh, I don't know when that's going out. August as a completist, I have to buy. It. I also still have to buy the third one on Blu-ray. Uh, meh. You're good with your DVD, honestly, dude. There's no carry. Well, if features. I'm going to own the fourth one on Blu-ray, which I'm going to. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because it has sense. a whole other cut of the movie, you know? Yeah. So, I'll buy that, and I'll also have to buy the third one. You can't own The Next Generation. Yeah. <laughs> on a actually, superior format, not own Texas Chainsaw Actually, for the longest, when I was a kid, before I switched to DVD, I only owned Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1, 2, and 4 on VHS. Because I never found, like, the third VHS. Very interesting. So, I have one last question for you. Yes? It's been 40 years since 1978. What are some great films that we're celebrating our, the 40th anniversary of? Of course, we talk about 50th anniversaries. We talk about Rosemary's Baby. We talk about Night of the Living Dead. It's his 50th anniversary. Uh, which, thankfully, we got a real... Not the fucking 50th anniversary that I don't even know who the fuck put out of the Blu-ray. And luckily, uh, Criterion put out a legit uh, Night of the Living Dead Blu-ray that is amazing. And there's so many special features. 
I'm confused. Are we just talking about 1978 still? Oh, uh, yeah, but I just okay. got, I wanted to talk about 68 for a second. So, 78, obviously, it's the 40th anniversary of Dawn of the Dead. Yes. That's pretty uh, significant. That's pretty awesome. This would have been a cool year for George Romero to see. Actually, it's unfortunate yeah. that he died last year, because then he could have, we could have seen... He could have seen Night of the Living Dead. He could have seen the 40th anniversary of Dawn of the Dead. It would have been really cool, I think, for him. Yeah, it would have been. The 30th anniversary of Monkey Shines. It's also the 40th um, anniversary of Brian De Palma's The Fury this year. Nice. Um, what else came out in 78? Piranha. Piranha. Halloween, of course, obviously. That's where we started, right? Did we? Oh, no, I guess you didn't say that. No. But that's why Halloween's coming out this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you believe that? It's been 20 years since H2O. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. It's, Saw that in theaters. In 1978, Jennifer came out. It's like a Carrie ripoff, but... Oh, really? I don't think Instead of one. having telekinesis, she controls snakes. It's pretty cool. Wow, interesting. <laughs> it's very underrated. Um... Are there any non-horror movies that you're looking forward to coming out this year? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Destination. Oh, um, yeah. Destination Wedding. What it's the a, fuck? It's a romantic comedy with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Keanu yeah. Reeves and Winona Ryder. Yeah. You Together ain't, for- ain't reeling me in on that dog pile of shit. Are you kidding me? Name. Are you kidding me? You don't like Keanu Reeves? He's all right. And Point Break and fucking Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, you need to catch up. You need to watch Just John kidding, Wick. Just kidding, I like Constantine. You need to catch up. You need to see John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2. Are those um, really that good? Yes. Mm, I'll give them a shot. And of course, the only reason you're talking down on Winona Ryder is because you know I'm such a big fan of Winona Ryder. That's not true. I don't hate Winona Ryder. I just don't think she has anything to contribute outside of Stranger Things. That doesn't, she's in That's so many fair enough, favorite right? movies. Say fair enough. No. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that could have been cast a little better, but I like her in it. That wouldn't. That movie wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for her. Yeah, that's fucking true. Yeah. That's fucking true. Yes. Um. Besides Destination Wedding. What? What were you about to say? What were you about to say? I was hoping it. Destination Wedding's really all you got for fucking non-fucking. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, does it have to be limited to film? Can it be television? No, it can be television. Glow Season 2 comes out June 29th. Excellent. This month. Stranger Things should be coming out soon, right? I think that is coming out next year. Really? They're going to have yeah. that long of a fucking break? Over yeah. a year like the last time? They must time? be making it Jesus. bigger and better. I don't know. But I heard 2019. Well, how about uh, the Leprechaun series that Sci-Fi is going to have? Comes out March of next year. March of next year. But I thought we were still talking about this year. Well, upcoming. You're like, jump in. This year, 1978, 1968, 2019. Yeah, all over the fucking place. Okay, well. You don't give a fuck? Mark Colton's reprising his role as fucking Ozzy. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Can you stop pointing a knife at me? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Jesus. What do you say, Brian? We wrap it up? No, there's a lot more I'm looking forward to. (laughs) 
<laughs> besides Destination Wedding. Not only is Glow Season 2 premiering June 29th, but Florence and the Machine's new album also drops that day. Very nice. And um, there, ABC is in talks to reboot Roseanne without Roseanne. Really? Focusing... Are they calling it Dan? Focusing, I wish, on Laurie Metcalf as Jackie, but apparently they're in talks to do it with Sarah Gilbert's Darlene as the central character, which I'm cool with, as long as Jackie and Dan are still on it, and Roseanne's dead. They're gonna kill her off, right? That's what they're gonna well, do. Well, you, so you watched the season finale, right? She's about to have this surgery, and she's worried that she could die. But it never goes, it, it, it ends never the ex- night before the surgery. And then she's like uh, twittering about being a racist or something. I don't know. And then she ruins the show for everybody. Yeah, well, I don't think, I honestly don't think, like, Twitter is terrible for some people. Like, because they can't, usually they can't keep their foot out of their mouth in person, let alone fucking when you're just like a... You know, finger touches away from ruining your career and everyone else's. Uh, people just talk too much. That's the bottom line. People just talk yeah. too much. Keep it to yourself. If you're a friggin', if you're a piece of shit, like, and you have a career, you should probably just shut up. Or maybe, exactly. Or maybe like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep your career, I mean, for people that don't want to uh, support her or whatever, I guess it's good that she talked up. I don't know. Or yeah, just become. Uh, don't let's not get too political here. Jeez, the man Matt and friggin' had Kim Jong Un sign a denuclearization fucking, which means absolutely nothing. But this is not a political podcast at all. We can wrap it up now. Yeah, we've we've stretched there. It's bad enough. Wrapped in plastic. Been watching a lot of Twin Peaks. Nice, very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram and Sarah, oh Brian the Reck, <laughs> at Brian the Reckless I'm not on Twitter my email address is BrianCTyler88 at gmail.com perfect Do we I'll need- give a hint my apartment's somewhere on Tip Uri Hill in Syracuse is that your word that's all you got well, where else are they supposed to find me? I don't know. That's what is is. I guess that's as far as we need to find you. I guess. I yeah. All right. Well, this that been... was. I'll admit it. That was a really long, drawn out, bad joke. Yeah, we had to make the we had to make this worth something. I guess it's a shorter podcast. I think I think it turned out great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't have to be like four hours for it no, to be it a good doesn't. podcast. No, keep them quick. Give them give them quickies. But we are, um, this is the Heart God Media Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud at Heart God Media. Uh, well, at Heart God Media on Instagram and Twitter. You search Heart God Media. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can download, uh, rate and review on iTunes. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this, uh, post on our Instagram page of this episode and let us know that you're listening. See, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of people listening, uh, spanning outside the country as well. Uh, hold on, we'll uh, let me pull up the stats here. I'll actually give a shout out. Norway. We got fucking people in Norway and Canada as our two and three listens right now the past seven days. So 
there's something. That's something. We're doing something right. But until next time.